0: Thinking, what are we gonna be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC, you can't trust me, pick up the clothes inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself known as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC Always love the clothes of Jimmy All right,
1: everybody, so welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Hello, hello, everybody. It's
2: not true. We don't do fashion. Should sure we do. When do we do fashion?
1: We talk about what people wear and stuff. Oh, That's yeah, fashion. We never
2: have fashion people on. No. We should. It's time to start bringing on some designers and stuff people out there are interested in fashion.
1: Anyway, before we get started, let me introduce everybody starting out with our cool outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I know speak of the English no speaking English, and then no. we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
3: Well, it's nice to see you two again on ITV. You're looking like twins today.
2: Well, yeah. Well, we wore the shirts that we wore three weeks ago that you couldn't see and that we promised everyone uh, that we would wear again. Good idea. It, uh, aren't they cute? Don't we look like the Bobsy Twins? They're oh. kicking. We look like little cookie cookies. I don't little know about that. Boards. Looking sharp, though.
1: You got to love it.
2: I stink so. I think so. What I want to
1: give a shout out. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. I'm not in the chat room. Um, uh, it's not working for me at the moment, but I'm working on it. So, uh, come so, on in. Um, it's nice to be In the warm. meantime, hello, everybody in the chat room. Hello, hello. Welcome. I don't know who's there, but whoever's there, thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll give you a call out, shout out in a minute. And uh, we got a great show today. We got the fabulously talented Tina Sloan coming on uh, for the second half of the show. She's a fantastic actress, writer, writer. And, a beauty, it, she's done it. and, and a, a beauty. And yes, a beauty. A beauty.
2: She shows the world that 50 plus doesn't have to be decrepit, disgusting, and old and ugly. She right. You shows can be classic and elegant. That 50 plus can be just as sexy and beautiful as 50 minus. There you go. You got to love it. I'm 50 plus you got to see me when I put on a push-up bra. Whoa. How many plus? <laughs> oh, you know how many. I'm tired of telling people my age. It's such a bore. A friend of mine, Ed, the, the, the monster guy, the guy that does all the horror films, he's like the star of all of them. Ed, oh, Jesus, Ed. What's Ed your, Young. Ed Young wrote, Ron, I had no idea you were 76 years old. I thought you were 15 years younger. And I wrote back, only? <laughs> <laughs> What kind of compliment is that? Just 15 years younger? That's not a great compliment. Sure it is. Not really. Maybe in, in where you're coming from, but not from where I'm coming. That's okay. Anyway, my Facebook page cleaned up. I blocked a lot of people who were constantly coming on with negative remarks about most everything, especially Donald Trump. Enough already. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear his name anymore. Or her name. I don't want to hear either of their names anymore. That's all they do is come on Facebook with these horrible things. Anyway, I got rid of one lady because I posted something on my Facebook page which was not endorsing uh, Trump. Anybody. Anybody. It was a picture of a little black boy in a crowd, I guess where Trump was going to be. And he had a card with his sister. He could not be more than seven years old. And his sister was about four. It's got a cardboard sign, and it says the full word, F-U, the full word. C-K. C-K, Trump. And on the bottom, it said uh, something about what you Trump, te- Trump is not the problem. Oh, yeah, Trump is not the problem. The way the problem. you raise your children is. The way is. you raise your children is. And I agreed with that. What parent, what kind of a stupid parent would give their six- or seven-year-old child that sort of a sign and be photographed, and be sent all over the world.
1: I agree. Terrible. So
2: this idiotic s nine woman, <laughs> Janet. Um,
1: don't, don't say names.
2: Janet. I can say the first okay. name. Okay. Wrote back, F you, Ron. So I thought, wow, no one's ever told me that on my page or on my show, any shows I've been on. And I was kind of upset because I never meant it to be mean and I certainly wasn't supporting Trump what I was doing was bringing out a point be careful children hear everything and they repeat everything so if you want your child to grow up to be a gentleman and a lady don't give it a sign that says F you Trump and put it in a crowd of people that's no way to glorify your kid your kid should be carrying an American flag that would be nice if that boy was standing there with an American flag. That would have pleased me a lot, but not that negative, derogatory word that adults use and that I use often as a joke. So I cleaned up my Facebook page and I went on it. Now it's all lovely things. Everybody on it is nice and somebody even sent me like a thing that said,
1: "You and Ron bike unfriended me," which I don't even know who he was. I don't even know who it was. Charlie. I, was like, I don't know who it is. Because
2: Charlie, I can't deal with anymore. And I've had I'm not really friends with a lot of your friends. Well, Charlie, I loved Charlie. Charlie was a nice fella, but nuts. Everything (laughs) no, everything was negative. And I got complaints from a lot of my Facebook friends saying, Why do you have that guy on your page? Everything anybody writes, he comes back with two hours worth of writing about Hitler. This I mean, he's so negative. He lives in a in a tomb and in a black world. And I was, you know, sad to do it, but I had to get rid of Charlie because he was annoying me. You know, I read everybody's posts. I don't just run down the line and click, 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 click like most do. I seriously read it to see what there is that I could help somebody. Because a lot of times people have help. I had one boy that messaged me that he was gay and he didn't know how to tell his parents because his father was an ex-Marine and his father would kill him. He says, my father will shoot me. And I thought, wow. Wow. Shoot you. What's it? We need other shooting. And I wrote back and I said, You have to do this through your church. Tell your priest, minister, rabbi, whomever he is, what it's all about. Invite your dad into the church and have the priest or the, the rabbi explain nicely to this man that um he's not responsible his wife's not responsible nature makes dna happen that we're all different some have blonde hair some have red hair some are magnificent like me and some aren't you know (laughs) it's a joke
0: it's a joke
2: (laughs) now watch them write in ron russell's conceited but, but, but anyway people make me vomit too much bullshit goes on in this world lay off leave it alone in my day And I keep going back to my day because it seems to have been civilized back then. You wouldn't dare say anything. I mean, I remember going out with good friends of mine and my friend Arlene looked down and noticed she had a run in her stocking. And she would not continue to go to the party because she was humiliated that she had a run in her stocking.
1: Those days are long. We had to drive.
2: (laughs) Wait, we had to drive all over New York to drugstores for her to run in to buy a pair of hose so she could change in the car. That's how crazy we were back then. Let alone call a woman a slut. I mean, and not be arrested like that jerk on my Facebook page called that lovely woman. What's her name? Trump's wife. Oh, Melania. Melania, lovely woman, stunningly sexy and beautiful. And, and I she gets my vote, not as first lady, but just as a beautiful human being. And I thought she was very sweet. Everybody came down on me for that also.
1: Chad, are you on Facebook still? I am, sir. Did you go back to it? Because like everybody was saying, you hadn't done much.
3: No, I haven't really played around on Facebook for maybe a year and a half.
2: You're lucky. I mean, why is it we're not allowed to compliment and say nice things about Clinton, Trump, or what's her name? It doesn't make a difference. Anybody. It doesn't <laughs> matter who the, it is. What's her name? Melania. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Everything is no, just. No, I negative. know that. But they're the ones that are the targets right now. What they're doing to Hillary is disgraceful. Calling her a dyke, calling her a prune, showing pictures of her not looking very good because she's an old woman. What do you want her to be, Marilyn Monroe? I mean, she's not going to be Ivania, uh, whatever the hell her name is, Trump. So she's an old woman with wrinkles. She looks like a teabag. So what? Don't call her that. It's not nice. She's a woman. She's got feelings. No woman wants to be told she's ugly and old and wrinkled. How dare you do that? It's disgraceful. ungentlemanly. And, of course, for women to do it, it's common. It's horrible. These people may be your president one day, and is that what you want the world to know? That she's a wrinkled teabag dyke, and the other one's a screwball, orange-faced womanizer. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're going to have representing our country. I'm shooting myself.
3: <laughs> well said,
2: Ron. Not with bullets, with Botox. <laughs> yeah. And fillers. So I could look as beautiful as Ivana Uvula, Ivina Lavala. What's the name? Ivina? I don't know.
1: I can't remember her name. Because
2: it's a terrible name. I wish she'd change it to Ivania. Well, she should make a Milano. I can remember that. Oh, or, like Mil- a, yeah, like Mil- the cookie. Mil- what kind, what? Yeah, Milano, like the cookie. I, that, do you like those cookies, Chad? I love those. Oh, yeah. We Pepperidge <laughs> Farm, baby. Raspberry. Now, can't she call herself Miley? The chocolate and raspberry ones are the bomb. I think she mm-hmm. should call herself Miley because that name is hard Milania. What does it mean, Milania? But you always call her Ivania, and then that's really Ivania. No, no, no. Now, in, Ital- <laughs> in Italian, Milania, if you divide it, is mil is a million. Ani is years. So her name is a million years in Italian. Okay. What does it mean in Slovenian? Is that how you say it, Slovenian?
1: I don't know. I don't Slovakia.
2: Know she's, from. she's from Slovakia, so she's got to be a Slovenian, or something.
1: Or Slovakia. I don't know. How, I don't know. What but anyway, are.
2: Bill is looking bad. Bill looks old. Poor Bill. He's really tired. He's been in the in politics so long. He doesn't want any part of it. But he's got his wifey poo. You know. But he don't look good, Bill. He looks drained. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely needs fillers and Botox and a lift. He's still a handsome man.
1: Anyway, <laughs> Ron's drinking out of his big orange cup. Yes. So, everybody, let's give you the update on our dog. Oh,
2: let's not do that now. Yeah. It upsets me.
1: I know. So, Brandy, you guys, was at the vet all day yesterday, and she's being treated for heartworm. And until you really go to the vet and see what that is, like you don't really know. That heartworm, they look like linguine. No, is it linguine? I
2: don't want to talk about
1: Spaghetti. It. Anyway, so she got her first treatment. She's been on medication for two months, and now she's gotten her first treatment. She goes back in 30 days, and the only kicker to the whole thing is they said everything is going well except that we have to keep her calm for 30 days uh, while she's doing her treatment, and like, it's very difficult because she's the most hyper dog on the planet who loves to run and the chase re- and do everything. The
2: reason being is if... They killed all the baby worms in her heart. I can't even talk about this. It nauseates me. I look at the picture. The heart is filled with worms. I mean, big worms. The the big people, the big guys are big worms. They're like Kanye go fishing with. The baby worms, they've killed off. Now they gave her IV. They went directly into the heart with all the poison medicine to kill the big guys. The big guys will die, but if she runs around, the big guys can break off. And travel through her blood system and give her like an aneurysm or a stroke and she can die. So I heard that and I like lost it. That because I can't even talk about it. Oh. She's,
4: she's only fine. with me four
2: months. I am so in love with this girl. You have no idea. My dog, I love her more than most dogs I've had in my life. Something about Brandy Star. She's just captivating. And Shazam.
1: But Brandy's the first
2: Shazam I love. Shazam is established. You know, he's like, he's in the family. He's in. But she's new to the family. And I just, so it's so hard to keep her quiet. I keep feeding her cookies to shut up.
1: <laughs> We're trying to get her to sit still. But you know how hard it is to get a dog to sit still <clears throat> when it but doesn't want to But she's right sit at
2: my still. side now. And she'll be on my feet. She doesn't leave me be. She's with me all the time. All over. I go up the stairs. She goes up the stairs. So now I carry her. Up the stairs, little bitch loves it too.
1: Yeah, well, they don't told her that the less she walks up and down the stairs, the better. Well, she weighs like forty pounds, and so walking up and down the stairs ten times a day. She's thirty five pounds. No, she's more than that. She's,
2: she'll be very upset if you say oh she's my. forty pounds because she thinks she's thirty. <laughs> <pounds. laughs> I know, but she's like she's a girl, and she girls, was thirty
1: five pounds when we got her when she well, didn't have. she's been eaten she, she's a
2: girl, and all girls lie about their weight. They all take five to ten pounds off, right, girls? <laughs> So she's 35 pounds. Don't spread
1: rumors. So, Chad, what's going on? What's the weather like in Florida? It's hot as heck here in Pennsylvania.
3: Yeah, we're probably pretty much in the same boat. It's hanging around the 90s, but, you know, a little humidity. It feels like it gets a little bit hotter, but uh, it's all right. Can't I complain. Love
2: it. I, don't, I love it, hot. love it, love it.
3: You know, and occasionally we'll get that little late afternoon rain that rolls across the state. Yeah, so summer's that. in full effect here.
2: We had a storm the other night, but I love this weather. I mean, it really and truly. Jimmy keeps the house like sub zero. I walk around in two fur coats and a hat and glove <laughs> and a scarf. I like it on 70. Me too. And it's See, freezing. Chad likes it too on 70. It's Chill, freezing.
3: baby.
2: This is a brand new house. It's built well and it holds the cold very well. So you don't need to freeze the friggin' house out. <laughs> what I do is I go on the patio naked almost <laughs> and I get warm because I'm freezing. And I and you know, my nipples they get hard from the cold. So I go out in this in the patio, my nipples get soft again. Then I know I can go back in the house. Then I put on, you know, fur coats, two fur coats, one over the other, fur hat, gloves, scarf, boots.
3: It's like the Arctic.
2: Well, and my nose is freezing. My tip of my nose is ice cold.
3: Borderline so, frostbite, gotcha.
2: No, I went and got a sock and I put the sock on my nose. <laughs> and that's how I walk around. Not really. I'm only kidding. Somebody out there might believe it. It's not that cold. It's freezing in this house. You know what? The vents from our bathroom blow towards the bed and the vents in the bedroom blow over the bed. And about three o'clock in the morning, I don't feel my legs from the knees down because that's where the cold wind goes. So if I have to get up to go, you know what? I fall because I don't feel my legs.
3: You got to wear your Uggs to bed.
2: No, I'm going to wear long uh, support hose.
3: (laughs) Black. Some long johns. There you go.
2: (laughs) Seams. That'll make Jimmy crazy. He'd love that. Uh, Long
1: johns. No way. First of all, all, they're saying that we're not going to have a fall this year and that it's going to go straight from hot summer into winter.
2: Well, hopefully we'll be in Palm Springs where there's no climate by then, so we won't know about it.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. If we could sell
2: this house, we got rid of the other agent because for the birds, I mean for the birds. And around the corner is another gal who said the same thing. She had the same agent and she's selling her place. And she said, for the birds, for the birds. They didn't do a damn thing. They just list it and hope somebody else sells it so they get their 3% out of the 6%. It's a game. So we're meeting with so we we're, we're meeting with REMAX on Friday because REMAX is a very good company. It's a big company. And REMAX seems to be where all the real people are. The other agency was for the fun, 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 phony people. We well, were
1: going to find out.
2: <laughs> real people, you know, like you and I kind of people. Not people that think their ass don't smell and they come here and they, oh, no. Oh, 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 this. I mean, one woman drive me cra- drove me crazy. And in the winter, when the leaves are off the woods, what do you see? I wanted to say my wang, but I couldn't. She said, what do you see beyond the trees? I said, the sky. We're on top of a mountain, you ninny. (laughs) Can I put a fence up? You got to ask permission from the town, lady.
1: No, not from the town, from the
2: Wait, wait, from the town. What else did she ask me? She wanted to know?
1: she wanted to know if she could put a birdhouse. Oh yeah. She wanted to know
2: tree. if she could hang birdhouses from the trees. I said, I don't give a shit if you hang your bloomers from the trees, lady. Just buy the friggin' house so I can get out of here. I mean, really? Do you believe these people? Then the price. They go, Oh, oh, three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. A lot of money. I said, Yeah, you're right. Put this house in California, it's a million six. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Put it in Philadelphia proper, it's a hundred and ten. That's a so lot of money. Ten. A million ten. <laughs> Put it in Bucks County with the cows and the farms, it's three hundred and twenty thousand lady.
3: There you go. But I guess for the hick,
2: the hick town that we live in, it's a lot of moolah. It's, you know, it's a big house. It's a three level townhouse, all gorgeous. You gotta see it. What is she, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I wish I had this in California for this price. Very, very good real estate out here in Bucks County where we live in New Hope. It's the end of the earth, and that's why they called it New Hope because they're hoping they can get out of it. So what's up,
1: chat room? I'm still trying to get in for some reason. We had a, a, I had a glitch, and now the computer is just not like opening up uh, the page, but I just restarted it, so maybe we'll get in there. So in the meantime, I know for a fact that Goddess is in there because I saw her. And Irish Ginger's in there. And anybody else in the chat room, uh, as soon as we get in, we'll let you know. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, also, I don't know if Sharon Lee is in there or not, but uh, on August 26th, the Sharon Leah Band is going to be playing at the Hard Rock Cafe in Philadelphia. Um, go to SharonLeahBand.com for more information. And um, f- Friday was new release day. And one of the singles that got released is by Tommy Mack, and he's the singer of No Authority, one of the singers from No Authority. You guys remember Ricky Rebel, because Ricky Rebel's been on the show a bunch of times. They were both in that same boy band, and he has a new single. It's called Where Were You? And we're going to take a little music break real quick, and we're going to play it. Chad, you got that Uh, ready?
2: And I knew Goddess was in the chat room because I could smell her perfume from here. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, you you know what her perfume is? No. It's called Between My Legs. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's the name of the perfume. There really is a perfume that's called it, Between My Legs. That's it, so. I guess.
1: So, Chad, you got that single ready? Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, here's Tommy Mac. Where were you? Yo.
0: Tommy Mac. Elias. It's all good when we're popping bottles. It's all good when we're hanging with models. It's all good when I'm buying the bar out. Doing shows and I'm rocking the crowd Feels good to check the time on a Rolex Look down and see the ice on your neck Pull up to a nice house in the Humber Going parties every night in the summer What happens when the clock strikes 12? The party's over, the new single didn't sell Where were you, when I needed quarter of 6th street, 2 a.m. and I called you to pick me up, said you were on your way and you'd be here in a few, an hour later these beasts approached me, took my money and all of my jewelry, let me down and I thought to myself, where are my friends now? I thought I could count on you, but now I'm
1: It's available right now. iTunes, all the digital download sites. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Ron and I were talking. Our phones were going off, and I'm still trying to get in. But, but uh,
2: does anybody has anybody out there seen absolutely fabulous, the television uh, series movie that's out? It's not playing anywhere where we live, and we can't figure out why it didn't get a general. Yeah, we have to go. Like, we're going to go release. see it. We have to
1: go drive like 30 miles to, to go King find a theater Pr- that's King carrying of it. of Prussia.
2: I mean, that's ridiculous. Why aren't they uh, releasing it in Bucks County? I mean, is it that dirty or XX rated? What is the rating on it? I don't know much about it. I'm sure it, it's rated R. But I want to see it because I loved the television show. It was hilariously funny. Um,
1: I wonder if people even know what it is. I think young people absolutely know
2: Absolutely Fabulous. So. Chad, do you know what Absolutely Fabulous is? No, I don't. You don't. It, it was an English comedy series about 20 or 30 years ago, maybe sooner.
1: 20 years ago. 20
2: years ago with this gorgeous model blonde and this crazy brunette. The brunette's forever doing drugs and smoking, and the blonde is an alcoholic who smokes also, and they're girlfriends. And they get in trouble like you can't believe the things that they do together and the things they say to each other. The The brunette has a daughter who's crazy. I mean, the mother, it's, it's hilariously funny. It's that wonderful it's English. It's British
1: comedy, yeah
2: the English dry humor that I love, that little bit of a little bit of edgy sarcasm. The blonde is absolutely gorgeous, and she wears her hair like six feet high, teased up in this big beehive, and the other one's got kinky hair. I mean, for example, they went to a funeral, and the blonde was so stoned she fell in the grave. I mean, silly shit like that. <laughs> It's just, no, really, I mean, you have to see them together. The chemistry is wonderful. They won all sorts of awards in uh, England for their show. I'm
1: surprised, though, how many people, because nobody knows about it.
2: Oh, it's, well, in the gay world, everybody knows about it. They even have T-shirts, absolutely fabulous. Um, I'm sure if we could have talked to the chat room now, they all know about it, Um if you're 30 years old or 35 or 40 years old, you certainly know about them. They were at the same time as the nanny, you know, in that kind of uh, time zone. But they're absolutely fabulous, and that's what they are. Uh, I can't wait to see the film. Go see it. Support it. I don't understand why they didn't get a general release. That bothers me. Yeah, I don't know. There's something peculiar about the deal they made with, the, with, the, with America. I don't know
1: No it's because it's playing It's just not playing here Maybe it's just Bucks County Has something weird Like that
2: they don't want Well Bucks County Has everything weird Well You want weirdness Move to Bucks County You know it's like Farmer John And his wife It's like a hunt, Like You go to square dances Here really for me This town really was for me I made a big mistake Moving here But what are you going to do Four years later We realized This is not the place for us <laughs> I mean, you know, the way we dress and the way we behave, they just look at us like we're from another world. It's terrible. But that's what happens when, you know, I mean, I love it here because there's farms. Like the other day I was driving behind a guy on a tractor. How cute was that? He held up the traffic for two hours. (laughs) I wanted to scream. I had an appointment. I was late. And here I am behind this huge tractor. It wasn't even a tractor. It was something that rips the corn out of the ground. Because we have all cornfields around here. Down the road, there are cows, bulls, all kinds of animals. I mean Lots of corn. That I love animals. You know, I go visit them. I go. There's a, a beautiful little bridge here that goes over a creek. And when it's really hot, you could see buffalo, or whatever they are. Things with the big antennas, horns. What are they called? Antlers.
1: Antlers.
3: Deer.
2: No, they're not deer. They're other things. We have a lot of deer
1: too. We have deer in our deer backyard. Is all over. Elk. But
2: Elk, elks, elks. And they're in the water and they're so pretty. They're the cutest little faces. And I visit all my, my farm animal friends. I get my, I go to the egg lady when I want my eggs. I go to the vegetable lady when I want my tomatoes and corn. And I, and I love it. And they're all nice people, but they have an, an idea of sense of fashion. And sometimes my outfits, you know, are very vogue or very GQ or very faggy. Very- <laughs> <laughs> and when I walk in, you know, the farmers are in boots and dungarees and are baggy with hats and plaid shirts. And they look at me and they go, my, oh, my, the city boy is here again. <laughs> That's funny. And that's kind of awkward. But then when we go to the mall, it's okay. Everybody's 400 pounds, men and women. So we look like we probably have AIDS or tuberculosis or we're <laughs> starving to death because Jimmy and I are thin. And, uh, you know, like that, that day that I was walking way ahead of Jimmy and Jimmy passed the store where these gay guys worked. And they said, oh, your boyfriend just went that way. Now, had they know I was Jimmy's boyfriend because of the way we dress? Nobody dresses like us. Even in New Hope, where the gay guys are, the gay guys wear boots, tight jeans, and plaid shirts, and they all have short hair and beards. And you can't tell one from another. They all look like Popeye. But anyway, it's fun. It's nice. They're good people. They're nice people, and I like them. Just very dull. Not for Jimmy and I. So we're but this is going-
1: not the great social life here. because there's
2: No social life. No, <laughs> none at all. You know, I'm used We to- have to go to New York. Well, yeah, but um, Palm Springs is different. All the fruits get together constantly to show off their new china because they have dinner parties with candles and everybody's, you know, fa 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 bullshitting each other. And it's fun, you know, you, then you get some wacky queen that comes in that's a little bombed and it's funny, tells joke. So I play piano, we sing. We have movie stars for friends and celebrities that sing at the piano and come to our parties. And they're always interesting to talk to. So Palm Springs does offer gay people a very colorful life, a life of um, fantasy. Whereas Bucks County, the gay guys are... They don't know they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. They just think they happen to fall on top of one another in bed.
1: That's not true. Like
2: they slipped on a corn it's cob. It's just different.
1: They like flannel shirts and be in boots territory. Yeah, that's but all.
2: But, they, but they don't know that there are many uses for corn cobs. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Chad, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I'm guilty. Why are you
3: calling <laughs> me on the corn cob issue? Let's not call me on that. Okay.
2: There's a lot of jokes. <laughs> No, there's a, lot, there's a lot of jokes about the corn cob. Farmer John's daughter and the traveling salesman. He goes to the farmer's house, knocks on the door. He said, can I sleep here tonight? My car broke down. He said, well, the only place you could sleep is with my daughter. But if you touch her, I'll shoot you. And then the joke, of course, continues, of which I will not say. Use your wow, imagi- you can't start No, something. I'm not going to. Use your imagination. That's terrible. He finds a, a corn cob.
1: Okay, anyway.
2: And the next morning, somebody said that was the most delicious corn cob. The butter was divine. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Well, you wanted to hear it, you know. I mean, I don't do that dirty crap anymore. I'm a new person. I don't curse either, if you notice. Well, the cursing is fine. No, it's not. CBS, CBS gets crazy. You
1: can be dirty without being
2: risque. You could be double entendre. Yeah, there you go. Double entendre is okay, but CBS is so proud of me now. They're going to be sending me the peacock eye to wear as a shirt. (laughs) Yeah, as a reward. Right, CBS. We love, we love you, CBS. We love you. We love you, CBS.
1: Okay. Anyway, what does
2: CBS stand for? Corn. No. Corn, corn Bisexual? I mean, I don't know. I think
3: it's Central Broadcasting System. Central
2: Broadcasting System. I could System. be wrong. I like that. Central Broadcasting System. CBS, see thing, me You're new. thinking of Peacock. Peacock is NBC. What do I know? Peacock, <laughs> corn on the cob, eyeballs. What do I know? I'm lucky. You know, that's it. I'm playing Pokemon. No, what about? I I don't play Pokemon. I'm playing. Everybody's playing Pokemon. No, I'm not. I don't hate it. I love Candy Crush. I play Candy Crush. I think it's called Candy Crush. That's one of them. And I play Soda Crush. And they say it develops your brain when you're older and your memory is better. And it's true because now when I meet people and introduce myself, I could remember my name. (laughs) So I think that Candy Crush is responsible for that. Chad, that's the game that sounds like you. He wanted to actually,
1: he was asking me how can he like record the voice on Candy Crush so you could hear it. Chad, do you ever play Candy
2: Crush? I do not. You should play it just to hear yourself. It's got exactly the same. If this guy ever dies, you could have his job.
3: What's it sound like?
2: Like you. Except one one of them is in French. He goes, oh, uh, what does he say? (laughs) I don't play. I (laughs) I forgot. It says crap in French. And the other one, Soda Crush, is good. He said, fabulous. But he sounds just, the voice is you. Even in the beginning when they introduced the game. Huh. I think of you every day I play that. I say, and he loves ridiculous. that game. Love it, love it. Fabulous. Well, that's it. That's what he sounds like. But I'm up to 96. now. He's on level 96. To get to level 96, you've got to be pretty smart. And I don't buy extra lives because that's the gimmick. They want you to buy extra lives so the longer you play, the more you win. I don't buy extra lives because, to me, that's cheating. So I play it just for my brain. I wish we had the uh, chat room. I know so many people play Candy Crush because they're on my Facebook page as people that play it.
3: Go ahead and ask the chat room, and I'll relay the message.
2: Do you guys play Candy Crush? Or Soda Crush. (laughs) Or Soda Crush? I have it at where I'm actually
1: on the page, but it says loading, 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 and it's just not loading it.
3: Mm. Doesn't want to play nice today.
2: These are not kid games. They start off stupid. I mean, you could win 20 of them in a row. Then they get harder. And the higher you go, the harder they get. They're brain games. They're all figuring out games, and I love those kind of games. Anything's a challenge. Gemini's, you know, we love challenges.
3: Well,
1: See,
2: it's easy at the beginning. It's just oh, it's yeah. harder. I got a message
3: That's, from Goddess. Uh, she said she used to play.
2: So she knows. Ask her if, if the guy sounds
3: like you. T- <laughs> TAV Magazine says no. TAV Magazine, is that right? The Aquarius View, everybody. What's up,
1: Jimmy? The Aquarius
3: from the Aqu- View.
1: Check out the AquariusView.com for all things cool and wonderful in the indie world of
2: music and pop culture.
3: Rebel says yes. Uh, I play Candy Crush before bed sometimes.
2: Oh, no, not that kind of Candy Crush. No. <laughs>
3: easy, Rebel. We're not, you know.
2: No, you know. Not easy, Rebel. <laughs> easy, Ron.
3: Goddess no. wants me to say sweet.
1: No, oh, there you go. Sweet. That's one of the things he says.
2: That's one of the things he says. He says say it again, Chad.
3: Sweet.
2: Oh, my God. You sound just <laughs> like him. And that son of a bitch is making hundreds of thousands of dollars. All <laughs> yeah, right. And for you, you're sitting there in Dean's studio with <laughs> Dean, a, a can of Spam every now and then to fry.
3: Ginger says she has no time to play.
2: Okay. You need to find time. It cleanses the brain. Even if you're on the john anywhere, in the shower, play it anywhere.
3: Chinzia says, "Do not play either one."
2: Hi, Chinzia. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> you should. It cleanses the brain. It folk. You focus better. You do focus. You know. You must train your eyes and your brain to focus on one thing for a great length of time. That's you know what you learn in in uh, what do you call it? Booting um, up. I wish I could I could remember words. You know, it's terrible when you get old. You lose so many words. More Candy Crush.
1: All right, so here's what I want yeah, to do, Chad. Chad, we're not gonna pl- we're gonna play it in a second, but like key up. We the ghost sinking suspicion. Oh, give me my other one. Give me Hang my. Hang on, wait, in.
2: wait, give me... Wait, give me I want... No, I want. Boys, no, in. I'm boys. doing this. Wait. Just give me a hand got, to got,
1: me. You. No, because I'm gonna talk about all of the albums that just came out. Relax.
2: He gets so singing, evil. Singing. See what I, ma- I married, folks. Jekyll and Hyde. No, he's so sweet on Hyde. the air. He's so nice to people and when he meets them. This is my thing. If
1: you want to bring things to show, no, I, people show want to show I want to. I don't
2: want well, to show them. I want to hold them. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, I'm going to show them, and then you can hold it. So, <laughs> so everybody, these are new albums, <laughs> out- new See what music I mean? that just what came what I mean? out. <laughs> you guys su- hear all these? You guys hear all these artists on the Jimmy Star show all the time. In a minute, we're going to play the We the Ghost new song. And I'll you'll be the first
2: to hear when I divorce this person.
1: So, first one that came out. All the stuff is in stores now. We the Ghost. A Stereophonic Listening Experience. You guys know, love the song, Let Me Know, that we play all the time. Then we got Hunter and the Dirty Jack, Single Barrel. Also just came out. It's in stores uh, nationwide and also on every digital download site in the country. We got Buck Johnson, Country, uh, enjoying the ride. And uh, Buck Johnson is a keyboardist for Aerosmith, everybody, so check it out. And uh, the new song is Country Rocket and Reelin'. Then we've got Poppy's Field, Dollface. He's a, a UK singer, very cool uh, singer-songwriter. He was actually a guest on the show not too long ago. And then we've got our favorite one of, of of all our... One of one of our favorite female singers, B-Angie B. Stronger Than Ever, the name of the song we really like is Love, but now you've got the whole album. It's available. It's 11 songs available on all the digital download sites all over the country. So please, either go to the store and buy it or... Go to iTunes and download it. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. It's on all the different things and support indie artists. And in the meantime, we're going to play We the Ghost, Sinking Suspicion. So here it goes, everybody. A new song by... I got a
0: sinking suspicion. We're going down, down, down the same road that I've been down. I got a sinking suspicion. Yeah, you just up, up, up to no good. I can feel it. I got a sinking suspicion. Because everybody that I know says you're nothing. If I'm smart I should go. lust love I don't know I'm a sucker for sure Even if your love is just a lie Maybe would you lie just one more night Why can't I stop falling in love? It's like I can't get enough of the fear when my heart is the I brush myself off we
1: That's We the Ghost, Sinking Suspicion. Like I said, the new album is out, and uh, it's available. came out on Friday. It's a great album, so download it. You'll love it. They hit Billboard several times last year with uh, Let Me Know. Now Ron's looking at the (laughs) BNCBCD.
2: Well, because I'm going to promote it again. You remember months ago, I told, or actually it was over a year ago or more than that, when Jimmy and I got married, we chose Love for our wedding song because it's absolutely one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And love is on this album, Stronger Than Ever, by Angie B. Angie, who I love, who is my sweetheart. B. Angie B. Well, B. Angie. I call her Ange. Ange. The hell do I care about her real name? <laughs> to me, she's Ange. I
1: know, but if you're promoting a record,
2: they should know her name because they won't well, find it. I, 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 well, you know what? <laughs> Just call her Ange. She likes Ange. But she won't find it anywhere that no, way. <laughs> but, but if ever you meet her, say, hey, Ange, Ron. There you go. Ron said it's okay to call you Ange because that's what her friends call her, Ange. Anyway, um... I know this album. I heard it when it was being waxed before it went anywhere. It's a great album, folks. It's an album you want to play with somebody you love. You want candles on, wine, comfortable pillows on the floor, very little clothing on, and you just want to play this album and start to make out and sip wine. And I guarantee even if you're 80, you will get pregnant. So, I mean, seriously, uh, this album is not for young people, old people. It's for all people. I listen to it, turns me on, and I'm, you know, what I am. So, it's never too late to bring romance into your life. And if you're going to bring romance into your life, let B, my Ange, bring it in. Because as a person, I adore her. She's probably one of the loveliest people I've ever met in my life. And she's very special to me.
1: She's fabulous. Cool. She's fabulous. So we want to thank everybody, too, for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. Last week with Air Supply, we had a great show. It was very well-received. Um, Graham Russell was awesome, and uh, the show had lots and lots of plays uh, all over the all over the planet, so we really appreciate it. And if you didn't hear it or you haven't heard any of our shows, you can always hear us by going back and listening to us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, Spreaker, and iTunes. Also, if you want to watch the videos of the great guests that we have on the show, uh, we put new ones up every week, and you can see us on Roku television, you can see us on Vimeo, and you can see us on YouTube. But where we like you to see us the most is when you come live on W4CY Radio with the fabulous Chad Murphy.
2: Oh, thank you very much. They say you could hear us on their cell phone.
3: And Drew likes your watch, Ron.
2: Oh, Drew's seen this. Oh, yeah. I wore so many of them when I was out at his house. Hold, color- hold it up oh.
3: for the camera, please.
2: <laughs> Drew, I think you got it mistaken. I've, I have them in all colors. These are, these are 49 watches. They're called 49. They're fun. They're hey, fabulous. Drew, too, they're, by the way. Like the the I don't know
1: who's in the chat room. So, so everybody in the chat room, hello. And again, I apologize. I'm not in the chat room, but nothing I can do about it.
3: I'll relay.
2: There you go. Right. They can't hear us either?
3: <laughs> they can see you and hear you,
2: Ron. Can do everything oh! Pick oh! Nose for
1: them.
2: <laughs> no, I picked. I picked yours. Already. I know. I don't like that. <laughs> and I rolled a boulder and threw it at the camera. Come on. Oh. That was in our intro. That's that what that
3: blur intro. streak is. Okay. So
2: anyway, we're negotiating on houses in Palm Springs, and it's an absolute total joke, because um, the, the 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 development. I can't say where I'm going to move because the crazies will come after me to blow me up. I got to be careful. Anyway, the development we're move. Well, the, the area. Well where we 're moving in, where we hope we're moving in Palm Springs, seventy percent gay it's a gated community, and uh, I think it's going to be the the new thing where gay people will have primarily a uh, fifty five and over community of their own, which I think is wonderful. Now we have to work on getting housing for gays when they get to be old. Not that gays ever get old, they sort of just fade away before they die but Gay people, you know, do grow old, and we have to start to work on, um, not nursing homes, what am I looking for? Like where your father was, what do they call that assistant, thing? Assisted Senior assisted, assistant, senior assistant assisted living, living for, for primarily gay people. Um, everybody likes their own, and don't tell, tell me No. Because when you drive through New York City, and I know my New York better than anybody, we go to the Jewish area, the black area, the Puerto Rican area, the Italian area, the Russian area, the German area, the Irish area. Everything in New York is a segregated area. There's no such thing as inter people. The only times that anybody was inter was Jewish people and Italian people seemed to uh, live in the same. You know, nest. And that's because they love their children and they love to eat. So they have that in common. But um, gay people also like to see themselves coming and going. We like to be able to talk our silly talk. And we like to feel comfortable in the room filled with people like us that we know there are no haters or people making fun of us or people pretending to like us. So we need to have our own birds of a feather flock together everybody looks for their own and i think we have it now in this community and these communities are starting to spread throughout the united states so many there's a lesbian community where was that jimmy i don't remember i forgot but there's, there's only
1: a- 13 communities in the whole united right, states Right. but
2: there's a lesbian community now which is i believe a 55 and over for lesbians and they're all moving together and the girls love it they get along great and they just love being among themselves. And that's I mean, in a way, it's wrong. Everybody should really be out there, you know, intermixing. But, um, you know, you, you don't want
1: to do it in Pennsylvania.
2: Though. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to be gay, a gay couple, and live next door to a, a, a guy that's got a Confederate flag and a rifle. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a little disconcerting, <laughs> to say the least. So we're looking very forward to being with a pack of fruits. <laughs>
1: So we oh, gotta we gotta stop here. Are
2: we, are we ready for our guest? We're gonna
1: we have to call our guest. Yes. Oh, okay. So Chad. I get Um Oh, see, so yeah, we got cut off, so I didn't go over that with you. Do you have her? Do you have her Skype stuff? I believe I do. See if you have it, in you, because I told her we would call her, because she, um, uh, she when I was doing a test <laughs> Skype with her yesterday, we were ha- having some problems with her calling me because she would hit the wrong button.
3: The I'm week. grabbing her now for you, sir. All
1: right, she's on a Mac. I hope it works. <laughs>
3: Never heard that noise before.
1: God, she's gorgeous. I can't believe it. All right, everybody. So this is like live and we're, we're tuning in to, to Tina Sloan. <laughs>
3: Hello, Tina. Are you there?
2: Hi. Oh, you need better lighting. Oh, there you go. Hold on.
3: Leave it to Ron.
2: <laughs> no, she's too beautiful not to be lit. <laughs> That's true. Hi, hi Tina. <laughs> I, can
1: you see?
3: Maybe not, turn not the other bright. way.
1: Do you I, have a uh,
3: have the light so to your back or turn the whole
1: Nice. Do you have the lights on? Turn the lights on. Turn the, oh, wait, that's better. That's
2: getting better. Yeah, the back light. There you go. Good. That's nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> better. Wait
4: a minute. Oh, oh,
2: that's there good. you go. Now, there, like, now you're you like are, fabulous. He didn't even introduce me yet. I'm jumping No, no. Gun. We <laughs> haven't had to
1: do our intro for the show. We have but to do the whole she,
2: You are gorgeous. You and I together oh. do a billboard. <laughs> Over 70 and magnificent. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, you are absolutely like you could be my, my, my double. My
0: sister.
1: You're not in the thing. She's
2: really picture. beautiful. Jimmy.
1: Okay, so hold on, Tina. We're going to do like our little intro for everybody, and then we'll get going. All right, everybody. Now on the Jimmy Star Show, we want to welcome the fabulously talented, gorgeous Tina Sloan. Hello, and Woo! welcome to the show.
4: Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> Before we get started, let me introduce, first of all, my husband and the cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hi, darling. If I was straight, I would find you. <laughs> and I would date you and I would make love to you and probably marry you because you're so beautiful
4: thank you so much you better watch out Jimmy.
2: wait I'm not, I'm not lying about this because you know gay men we're not looking to get LA you know the other yes. we're not looking for sex we just tell it like it is when Jimmy showed me your picture and told me your age I said oh my gosh I'm 76 years old
4: when's your birthday?
2: May 28th Nineteen forty, and no one believes that I'm. Set. I don't
1: know that everybody wants to know that she wants everybody to know. No, I'm how not going to give is, okay. her age away.
4: <laughs> I don't care? I'm, I tell everybody. I don't care. Oh, okay, good. Okay. How old are you? I'm seventy-three. February first, nineteen forty-three.
2: Is she not she gorgeous? like the hottest. Like, Everybody older- out there. All you old broads. That's the you need to look. Wait a minute. That got fat, got sloppy. Let your hair grow in. <laughs> and you got a shitty haircut. <laughs> look at this woman. You can look like this if you, and like Take me. Take care of yourself. For 76, look at me. I'm- I brag <laughs> about myself. You are fabulous. People think I'm 50, 55 years old. Nobody. My energy level and my whole persona. Uh-huh. And you too. You you are really <laughs>
4: One of these matching shirts because I'm
2: so cute. Absolutely, we have to get you one. <laughs> no, we got them and we wore them. I forgot why on a show a couple of weeks ago, but our cameras weren't working somewhere in the world, so people couldn't see it. So we're wearing it again because so everybody promised, can see we us. We promised them that we would wear our matching shirts. Of They're course. Happens. Thank you. For your show, it doesn't make sense, but for the show we did it weeks ago, it did.
1: <laughs> Hold on, we have to finish. Okay, so now we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
2: Tina Sloan,
3: turning gay men straight. I love it. Welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm sure she's done many in, on, on soap operas. Okay, for them, I dated a guy that was a soap opera okay, actor. Okay, hang
1: on, hang on. <laughs> then we've got a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. There you go. And then I want you to do a special shout out because uh, all, the, all the Venice people are going to be watching this afterwards if they're not watching now. So just say, hey, everybody. Oh, Venice
4: people, Venice people.
1: There you go. Hello, hello, because they're all fabulous. Oh, and people. and they're the ones who were, like, were telling me that I, I have to like, get you on the show. Like, it'll be the greatest show ever, that you're such a super talent. So I just want to make sure we give them all props because the, the, they're terrific. So hello and welcome to the show. We're happy to have you.
4: You know, I have to, Can I tell you my, my story about uh, a gay guy that I worked with on a soap who was the handsomest man on earth, and it was be, it was in 1970, mm, maybe 68, 69. His name was Joel Cruthers, and I didn't know he was gay. Nobody knew anybody was gay in those days. And, <laughs> That's
2: um, even I'm
4: <laughs> We're making out madly. And, you know, my heart is pounding because he's so gorgeous. And I wanted, I just was madly in love with him. I guess it was, I don't know what year. And all of a sudden he whispers in my ear Tina, you're the first woman who has ever made me hard. Wow.
2: <laughs>
4: nice. I <laughs> didn't know what he meant.
2: You got a you didn't love. know what he meant. Cause sure, you made a lot of men hot, and you figure, what the hell is he bragging about?
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know what he meant, but the first woman, I went, I walked away and I went, what was that about? And then I dawned on me.
2: Well, I dated Casey Michaels. Yeah. Casey, yeah. Casey was in a, a soap opera guy. I was like 16, 17. He was maybe 30, 35. And he was on The Young and the, I think, Restless. I, I forgot which one he was on. And um, he was gorgeous and nobody knew he was gay either. Uh, He was very, very uh, closeted about that. But everybody really knew because I guess they just, you know, because, you know, if you're not with women, you don't go out with girls, you know. Or if you're working with them every day. And and then, you know, what is he doing running around with a 16-year-old pretty boy?
1: (laughs) Actually, too, like, I don't know. uh, I don't know if you know know Ian Buchanan. He's on. um, Love him. What is Ian Buchanan on? He was on uh, General Hospital for many years, and he won his Emmy for, like, I don't know which, I don't know what he, I think he was on Guiding Light.
2: You have to know who he is. He's gorgeous. He's great. Yeah.
1: Look him up. Oh, yeah. You know who Uh, he is. Anyway, so we were so excited, though, because, like, I invited him on the show, but I didn't know he was out, so I didn't know he would, like, talk about it, and then he started talking about his boyfriend and everything, and then we just, you know, became fast friends because it was so cool, but he is probably, like, one of the most handsome, distinguished... You know, good older gentleman like on the planet. He's so fabulously good. Like, oh, that's good. Do that. That was good because now, now we see you perfect. Look at the
2: beautiful green you know, outfit. It w- w- you, be, uh, what's his name, Ian and myself, Buchanan. B- yeah, Buchanan, are good examples of what the human being can do to stay attractive as we grow older. Um, I see so many people my age who I've known when, since I'm a kid, who didn't do it. And they could, I could feel like sometimes they're my father or mother. It's amazing. And my mother was beautiful, by the way. My mother would never allow herself to grow old. My mother had uh, died 80 years old, and she was a tomato, as we used to call her. <laughs> Always a glamour guinea. <laughs> that was the other word for her. I just think that everybody should look at you, and if they don't get inspired... I mean, the hair, the makeup, the smile. I don't care if you've had 100 facelifts. You're I've full
4: none. Zero.
2: Zero. So you're like me. We have the genes.
4: I think that's it. I think it's, I think, I remember I was sitting next to Jodie Foster, and who I was in awe of, and I was doing a movie with her, and the hairdresser, or the makeup artist said, oh, you haven't had any facelifts, because they can tell, you know, they can All see.
2: scars behind you. Jodie
4: got out of the makeup chair and came over and said, thank you. We need you, people like you, ahead of
2: us. It's true. It's fabulous. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Cause you know, we have too many bad examples. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know that. Okay, hold on. Go to go to the mall.
1: Wait, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to like to tie this into a, like a little pitch. Then no, we're going to keep
2: her on till closing. So it's okay. It's okay. She's so, on for an hour. This one ain't no. going away. She's not going so away. So she
1: just no talking about grow, going growing older. Though she did a memoir. It's called Changing Shoes, it's a book and it's also a play. And the concept is going from sexy high heels to black flats as we change and grow older. And it's a play that you've done across the country for the last six years. I so have. tell us a little bit about the book, real quick.
4: Well, it's, it's really funny. I mean, it's sad and funny. It, it, you know, it talks about things like our parents getting older and dying and how we manage that. And, um, but it also talks about being a soap actress. And at the age of 40, you know, I'm almost a grandmother by the time, then a great-grandmother at 50 and a great-great-grandmother at 60.
2: God bless. How,
4: how you deal with this, you know, how you make the most of it and not let it bother you. I mean, there were times when it bothered me, but I didn't let it hold me back.
2: Now, it couldn't possibly bother you because you have a mirror. <laughs> I mean, how dare you say it bothers you? Do you look in that mirror often?
4: But, but you see, you, you get the lines. And you, my line that day is, where is Beth, my daughter? Where is Beth? Where is Beth? And it wasn't about me anymore. It was about them and other people. And that, that was depressing. Then I got over it.
2: The only other woman who was my best, dearest friend in the world, close friend, was Jane Russell. The movie oh, star. The heart
4: was she fabulous.
2: Jane at eighty died eighty-nine years old. Now she slept in my house a million times. In the morning, got up and with her scuffy shoes and her crazy robes, hair hanging, not a drop of makeup. We'd sit in the, the breakfast room where the sun came in. Right. And I would look at her and I'd say, You old beg, you don't have any lines or wrinkles. What do you got in your face? This is, you know, what my ritual. She said, the only thing I ever did was I put in um, threads, and they all snapped. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Janie Poo, you look fat. She was absolutely gorgeous, oh. just like you, because she had cheekbones. Yeah. Women with high cheekbones hold up very well. That's right. Frying pan faces don't. Everything slides down. Jane had a, a, a big nose. She had big chin, big cheekbones. And it held her up, and she was another great beauty, yeah.
4: great beauty.
2: I mean, so was Arlene Dahl. I interviewed Arlene. You know who Arlene Dahl is? Oh, of course. Sure. Do. I mean, she's still stunning, and she's eighty something. I I did Tippy Hedron, another one that's eighty three.
4: The Birds, Tippi yeah, yes. Tippy
2: Hedron? Yeah, my Tippi, Tipska. Uh, that's good. That's my honey, Tipska. The
4: Greatest beauties of all time.
1: And you did a movie with Melanie Griffith, or maybe even more than one movie with Melanie. So Melanie Griffith is in one of the movies that you, you did. I don't know if you actually worked oh, what, with
4: her. Woody Allen, you mean? Yeah. Woody what? Allen, yeah, she was. I didn't have a scene with her. Right. I actually did a list. I want to do this.
1: Th- I like to do this thing where I, like, brag on our guests because, you know, guests are always like, well, for the most part, most of our guests who have accomplished a lot and, and had great roles and stuff they won't really brag for themselves so i like to do it for you so i made a quick list of people who you've worked with whether you were in scenes or not i don't know but you were in the movies with these people and so so i made a quick list And that way everybody listening if they don't know who you are they're gonna be like oh my god holy shit what an awesome chick (laughs)
2: <laughs> and a great great grandmother. I so can't here it is. so that. first of all, I have
1: to say Alan Dale is one of my favorite actors. In life. he was my husband. We have worked very closely. I-, I love him to death. Ever since he was on the OC, like I didn't know who he was before that, but like I love Alan Dale. So I'm, I put him on the list. But I got uh, Mila Kunis, Crystal Chappell. I have to bring in all those Venice people. Chappelle so Chappelle Chappelle. Chappell.
2: Chappell. We love her. We, we love, love her. her. Oh, she's
1: fabulous. She, she's,
2: she's been on our show, and we love her. In fact, Christ- she, she's, she's amazing.
1: Crystal Chappelle, yeah. Winona Ryder, Barbara Hershey, Natalie Portman—that's uh, you get a, you get a lot of perks for being in uh, Black Swan. Uh, yeah, I sure did. Then I had Christina Anapao, and the reason I put her—a lot of people don't know who she is—but she was in True Blood, and she's been on our show, so I had to make sure I brought her in because she's fabulous. Sebastian Stan, which everybody like—he's the guy in Captain America. He's Bucky in all the like Avengers movies now. He like went from like a nobody to like superstar over a great body of work. Uh, Michael Sabatino, which I brought him in because
4: he's from Venice. He's my my, Uh, my he's embezzling money from me right now yes on.
1: (laughs) 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 and then we have dot marie jones who we love to death from glee and she was on our show also so i had to bring her and she's also in venice the series jody foster terrence howard which i love empire he's fabulous al Pacino, tia leone ryan o'neill kim basinger heather graham marissa tomei ben affleck who you played his mother-in-law in in chasing lanes um samuel jackson tony collette sydney pollock Richard Jenkins, Amanda Peet, William Hurt, Helen Hunt, Dan Aykroyd, Charlize Theron, Melanie Griffith, and Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Wow. Wow. That, is, swapping that
4: one.
1: There's a zillion more, but those are like the ones that like everybody knows who these people are.
2: They're so fabulously That's some huge. hit list, boy.
4: Wow. Can I, you, can I tell you the Natalie Portman story in Black
2: Swan? <laughs> Black- Yes, love Love, um, her, we
4: love her. So I go to, uh, and we're gonna work all night long, and I go and sit between Winona Ryder and um, Natalie Portman, and they're studying their scripts, and you know, I just have a few lines, so I'm not a big deal. So I sat down, I said, hi, and they both said hello, and were very polite, and I thought, well, do I pull it out, and I thought, I'm going to. And I said, my son is Rennie McPherson. And um, Natalie jumps out of her chair because they've been in school together. They've been great friends at Harvard. And all of a sudden, I was part of the group. You know, I mean, they wa- she watched out for me. It's amazing. When you're not doing it for your children, all of a sudden, your children are doing it for you. How you know? awesome. <laughs> is that?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. My daughter's an actress, and I'm waiting for the day when they say, oh, uh, you're Deirdre Serego's son, a, a father, <laughs> father and that day happens because unfortunately you know i had a tv show in california in time Warner for a long time called set the record straight where i invited all the great legends of hollywood to come on my tv okay. show and set the record straight what was said about you that's not true and of course my first show was with my buddy jane jane russell and the question to her was jane what size bra were you in 1940 because she had a <laughs> yes. thing about this she said 36 B. I said, so you're not a 44 double D? She said, no. That's what they write about me. I'm a 44. She said, that's a cow. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And then, you know, everybody came on and they all talked about... uh, what was wrong. Now, Arlene Dahl was, and I know Arlene, so I got a good interview out of her. Hers was good because I said, Arlene, is it true? When you were married to Lex Barker that he was raping Lana Turner's daughter while married to Lana Turner, Cheryl Crane, when she was 10 years old. Good God. Yes. And it is true because I know Cheryl very well. Cheryl's a good buddy of mine in Palm Springs. And, uh, Arlene said, absolutely not, it's a lie. Lex Barker had a package so large, had he ever entered a 10-year-old, he would have killed her. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what they used for my commercial? That's <laughs> the line they used. That clip. They used a
1: clip of that. So everybody
2: from- thought it was like a Hotsi Totsi show, which it really wasn't. But most of the celebrities, unfortunate, because I have all my shows now on YouTube, nobody knows who they are.
4: Because it breaks
2: my heart. I read an article two weeks ago on Facebook from uh, Al Pacino and Robert De De Niro, Niro, and they said, Nobody knows who we are anymore. Wow. Is that something? The young in Europe, they know everybody forever. They they know (laughs) Anna Magnani. They still know young 20 year olds know Anna Magnani. In this country, It's so disposable. That's my question to you. How do you feel about being disposable in this country after a lifetime of work?
4: Well, I'm still working, so I'm not letting myself be disposed of. Right. And you're not either. but either of you. You know, not are no, no.
2: personally. I meant in general. I should have clarified that. Oh, okay. The, the the disposable thing, like uh, not knowing who. Um, we have oh.
1: people that don't know who Barbara Streisand was. You know,
2: that's I do lectures. Ah. Okay. Oh, listen to this. I'm not lying. I do lectures and I talk to these college kids. I go around and I talk about old films. Because Bob, you know, from TCM, a, t- a turn of classic movies, myself, we all work on keeping film alive. Uh, yeah. Lauren Bacall, and I say this every week and I keep saying it Lauren Bacall said to me, Ron, a film is only old after you've seen it. And that's my motto. So that's I'm talking. Crazy. And I see this kid, kid, this young man in front of me, totally bewildered when I'm talking about Barbara Streisand being a three-time winner, a a, a producer, a writer, and this actress. And I said to him, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? And he said, I've heard of her. (laughs) (laughs) He's heard of her. And I didn't know what to say. I just stood there in amazement. I wanted to smack him. I did, I wanted to smack him and say, you stupid idiot, pull your head out of the goddamn computer, take off the earphones with that crappy rap music, and learn a little bit. Theater, art, music, acting is an art. It's like history. And you should learn Humphrey Bogart, Gene Harlow, Carol Lombard. Learn those people. They bring so much to our lives through film, and so do you. Look at you, you're working weekly. And I know that soaps are are tough. Um, How many pages do you get a week?
4: I mean, I think when we're all sort of at a party or something, you you know, it can be your birthday party, but everyone who's young is not paying attention to you anymore. I remember that with my parents and my mother's birthday. Everyone was, she was 90. Everyone was talking to everybody else and she was just sitting there looking, you know, like herself. And I thought that's what happens as you get old because your friends die who knew you, like Jane Russell. They knew you, you knew them, and, and it doesn't, it goes away, but you're, when you say the great people aren't remembered like Streisand, it's appalling. Or Carol Lombard, or, or Clark Gable, or...
2: No, they all remember Marilyn Monroe. She's the only one that still gets a, a hit. Marilyn. I like Cary Grant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, they don't know who Cary Grant I is. I love Cary Grant. No. He's like my favorite. No, I, spo- you know, I interviewed Terry Moore. Nobody knows who Terry Moore is. Come on. Do you know who Terry Moore is? Like, of course you do. But Terry said no, she could walk anywhere in town. I, I, I went into a shoe store with Jane Russell because she needed a pair of shoes to go to this big event we were going to in Florida. And the young girl behind the counter was bringing up the shoes. And I said to the girl, you have no idea who this woman is, do you? She said, no. I said, this is Jane Russell. She's a very famous movie star. She's a legend. And the girl turned around and she said, yeah, well, I'm Diana Ross.
4: <laughs> oh, no. So
2: Jane and I almost wet ourselves walking out of that store. She was doubled over, hysterical laughing. She said, you know. And yet, Actually, you went someplace with Johnny Mathis, too, and nobody knew who Nobody he was. knew. Oh, I, I was food shopping with Stop. Johnny.
4: He should have started huh? singing. If he'd sung, they might have
2: known. No, heard. no, 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 no. And we're, we're in the vegetable department. And I thought this lady was kind of looking to see. So I deliberately said, oh, Johnny, look at the apples. <laughs> you know, nothing. <laughs> now we get to the cashier, and I, I couldn't take it. I mean, this is friggin' Johnny Mathis, Mathis the greatest yeah. singer in the world. And I love him to death. He's, I kiss him to death when I'm with him. Anyway, we're at the register, and I said to the boy, do you know who this man is? He said, no. I said, This is Johnny Mathis. He said, How do you do, Mr. Mathis? He had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny Johnny turned to me and he said, I told you.
4: (laughs) But if he'd let out a few verses, I wonder if that would have rung a bell. I doubt it. Well, lullabies when they were young, these kids. I doubt
2: it. Only my kids know, uh, chances are, and
1: things like that. I have to say, though, because like Ron and I have been together, we've been married for four years or been together for four years, and I had never watched Turner classic movies ever. Kidding. And I'm 51. I had, I mean, I knew who Cary Grant was. I knew who like the really big names were, but I didn't know who some of the other ones were. And I, I never watched it because I don't like black to watch stuff in black and white. And now I've seen, now I've seen everything. I know now I've seen, you know, every movie that comes on because we watch it all the time. And I've really been educated. Um, But I had the same. Terrible mentality that I think young people today have, you know, today have also, and I don't think I had an appreciation for it before I, you know, met Ron. Now I have a great appreciation for it, and we have fabulous guests on the show like you who've had these incredible careers. And have stuff. you
4: never <laughs> seen like Casablanca before you you met Ron? Um, I,
1: actually, Casablanca, I have to say, okay, here's a story. <laughs> I, I was in Killington, Vermont, with all my college friends and their girlfriends, yes, and skiing, and one of my friends' girlfriend. Uh, And Best of the Best had just come out on video. And one of my best friends, um, his girlfriend, wanted to see Casablanca. So we went to the video store, and everybody wanted to see Best of the Best but her. And so we ended up getting Casablanca. And watching it and I didn't watch it I like rebelled against it I was so pissed that we couldn't see best of the best that uh, which is like a karate mo- a stupid karate movie with which Eric is Roberts. what they
2: want um, I'm proud to say Hang on, wait let me finish oh, I'm sorry I and, 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 so, and yeah, so
1: like I never have saw it until I actually got got together with Ron and now now my favorite movie is is it North by Northwest or South by Southwest
2: North by, North North by Northwest
1: I love that movie Eva
2: Saint, like Saint and, C- and Cary Grant, Cary Grant. I, yeah. I, I'm very proud to say that the fabulous immortal Betty Davis and I knew each other quite well I knew Betty in her very old years um, Betty and I went to Le Moustache in West Hollywood if you remember when it was there on, uh, I forgot where it was and Betty had on a sailor hat upside down big sunglasses no lipstick and a, and a sort of a trench jacket and we went in into lunch and we were fine with lunch and we were having lunch and it's primarily a gay restaurant there had to be maybe 30 gay guys in the restaurant and some straight people and,
1: <laughs> and, some and we got away,
2: and we got away with murder. And I said to Betty, well, at least nobody recognizes you. She said, honey, they expect me to look like Betty Davis. So did one of my husbands, she said on the screen. Uh-huh. Meryl, uh, David Merrill wanted her as she was in um, All About Eve. Right. Oh, God, yes. But that's not who Betty is. Betty not. is the most. She wore horrible clothes, sneakers. Betty never wore makeup. Betty was, a, well, she called herself a, new, a a New Hampshire kind of a woman. She was rough and tough with a filthy mouth. Not the lady that she is. Like you know, why ask for the moon, weave the stars, darling? She would have said, "Give me a fucking cigarette," you know, <laughs> in her real world. So. Everything is going fine. And then she puts on her lipstick after her coffee. And she turned around and she said, more coffee, please, with that voice. And every gay guy jumped up. (laughs) 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 And they were all screaming and running over to her and saying, Miss Davis, I love you. I love you. And she was saying, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. The straight people sat there. And they didn't know who she was.
4: Can I tell you my, my Betty Davis story? Absolutely, sure, I love Betty. a gay friend of mine, Terry John Terry Brown, who's been dead for a long time was sort of spent time with her when she was very old. And we I went to a party and she was there and I went and I knelt next to her. You know, I said, I'm kneeling before you. And she was just what you said. She just sort of laughed and sort of said, you don't have to kneel here, you know, and was so down to earth, but I, I could hardly breathe. I was so excited to be kneeling in front of her.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I I, I got her in, in the Los Angeles Museum did Wednesday night films, all the old films. right. And I was in on that. I was part of the staff. And I knew Betty Davis was coming. And I had never met her. It was the first time I was going to meet her. We were running a Now Voyager. And um, the curator that week said, next week is Betty Davis. But unfortunately, we promised you the outtakes of that film. We couldn't get them. I know how disappointed you are. So allow me to present Miss Betty Davis. And with... (laughs) Betty walks on the stage, you know, two feet tall, big blue eyes. And uh, she got a lovely ovation. One of the idiots in the Q&A said, Miss Davis, why do you wear such cheesy-looking wigs? Um, Now, I wasn't going to allow that. So Betty said, young man, you're rude. But I'll answer your question. Those wigs happen to cost a lot of money. I'm sorry that you're not pleased with them, but you'll have to, like, move on with your life, sort of. (laughs) So I came out from the wing. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, may I present Hollywood, Miss Betty Davis, and the respect that she should get. And I said, and for that, Miss Davis, I deserve a kiss. And she kissed me. So that was my introduction to Betty Davis and how I met her. From there, we continued a friendship and a relationship. She was one of the most um, insane women I've ever met because she was insane. Hollywood definitely screwed her up. And her famous saying, when I said to her, how does it feel when you go out and most people don't know you? She said, today's news is tomorrow's toilet paper. True. And that's how she felt about it.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. We know that's true. So you know,
2: now I want you to talk. I'm talking It's not my interview. It's yours. <laughs> it's not but it's I'm a conversation. So, it's a con- Yeah, we're not an interview show, by the way. Okay. We're a conversation. Oh, when yeah. I when I talk this way to bring you guys out to warm you up and get you comfortable. Now I want you to go with it, gorgeous. Well, hold on.
1: First, I want to go
2: back though. So beautiful. I, I want to go Look back to her.
1: changing shoes because we mentioned that you have the book, but mm-hmm. like, is the book actually available? Like, can people buy that's it? Please tell it's, us it's,
4: let's it's, do a little it's, it's promo. Two thousand nine. And it's still selling, but I think the only place to get it now is Amazon. But it's really, I mean, it's hilarious.
1: So you guys, the name of the book is Changing Shoes. Go to
4: Amazon and get it. And and, and is the play being done anywhere right now? It's supposed to be doing it in Paris right now. And um, they called me about two or three months ago, sort of after when things weren't going well over there. And they said, you know, I think we ought to postpone it for a year because you get 35 people in the theater at a night. And an American play. It might not have even been – there might have been 10 people in it, you know? Right. Yeah. So well, I'm doing it next year.
1: So when you update it, you'll update it on your website, right? Like you'll let people
4: you know? I it on my website. I'm very bad about that. Well, you're not bad on Twitter. Do you run your own Twitter? Yeah, I do Twitter. But that's I- that's so much fun. Well, you guys, if you want to see her
1: website anyway, because it does have some cool stuff, you can go to TinaSloan.com. But if you want to like, uh, be able to get her attention, you can tweet with her. She's at Tina Sloan on Twitter, S-L-O-A-N. She's fabulous. That's how I got her to come on the show. She's super great. She, she responds. And am I happy
2: she came on. <laughs> What's your ethnic background? I'm Irish. Me too. See, and I would have said, <laughs> I was thinking German. I'm adopted, but I'm Irish adopted, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was thinking you- <laughs> German she has German features more okay. than more than Irish features
1: so I want to talk, go about with all your fans first of all some of the highlights you've done a whole bunch of cool stuff but I wrote down all the things that I've seen um, and, and so I thought we would actually like uh, just give do another little plug you guys so if you want to see some of the roles whether they're big or little first of all you have to watch season one through four of Venice the series the first two seasons five right now we just, that's we- right do five now. Season one and two, I think, are on YouTube, and three and four are on Vimeo or something like that. I'm not sure. It takes sure.
2: place in Venice, Cal or Venice, Italy.
4: Venice, California. California. Wouldn't it be nice if it was Italy?
2: Yeah. Yes,
1: it
4: would. So you I, wanna, I would
2: come along as you, have, you have some cowboy. Or so something you can see whatever. her
4: in Venice. The
1: series. If you guys were soap opera fans, she was Lillian Rains for 26 years on Guiding Light. She was also on Another World because my mom watched Another World. Did she? Back in
2: the day and.
4: I was, Nobel Prize winning cardiologist on that
2: one. There you go. You got to love it. Yeah, you could be a doctor. I could see what your hair pulled back in glasses. No,
4: but, 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 Ron, they would say to me, I mean, I had to do an operation. I'd say, could I have the spatula? Instead of the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just did the worst things and I, I just never got it. So they stopped giving me those, you know, do- those operations. That's for sure.
2: That's something I would say for sure.
1: So, you guys, you can also see her in Black Swan with Natalie Portman, The Brave One with Jodie Foster, The Guru, which is a hilarious movie with that Marissa is Tomei. hysterical, isn't it? It's a hysterical, hysterical how, movie. How was Marissa Tomei?
4: She was very nice, but the one who was lovely, who was the other one in that, the beautiful blonde? Um, Heather Graham. Heather and Graham was amazingly wonderful. I remember one day I was sitting there looking at her in the mirror, We're both getting our makeup on and talking, and then I looked at myself. And, you know, I was 40 years older than she was, and it was such a stab in the heart. Not the not vanity, just, wow, what can happen in 40 years, you know? But she was lovely. She is
2: Well, I hate her. when they segregate a set. In 1959, I made my first movie at 17 years old with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. Are you Called kidding that, me? No, no, called that kind of woman. And I wasn't allowed to be with Sophia Loren or Tab Hunter, George Saunders, or Barbara Nichols. They had them, you know, their own little area, but I didn't give a shit. And I'm Italian, and I speak Italian, and she didn't speak English well. And she was 26, and I was, what, 19? And I kept sneaking over and sitting in George Sanders' chair next to her talking Italian. And they kept coming over and saying, you know, sailor, you know, as I was an extra, get, get, get over there. And I'd sneak back. So finally, Sophia got disgusted and she said to them in her broken English, let him stay here. He's very charming and I love him. He speaks nicely because <laughs> I was talking to her in Italian. Yes. Anyway, we struck up some kind of a three-day friendship in the shoot, and every time we shot in Central Park and Grand Central, and every time there was a a, a shoot that I could sneak in, I snuck in to her. Finally, I said to, and Tab Hunter now is my friend, I've interviewed him and I know him socially and I love him, he's one of the nicest people, but on that shoot, I did not like him. Cause at lunch I went to sit next to him because I was in love with him, and uh, (laughs) and and he said to me, "For Christ's sake, can I eat in peace?" And I and I politely said "F you" to him and got up and walked.
4: Did you really say "F you"?
2: Yes, I did, and I'm glad that he didn't report me because they would have thrown me right off the set. We talked about this in later years, you know. And he said I wouldn't do that. He said I I don't I'm not mean like that. He said I realized that I was frustrated. He didn't even. And then he said to me, "I I." chased a 19-year-old guy away <laughs> because it's gay. <laughs> so anyway, I lost the point of the story.
4: Well, Go. I, I'm loving it anyway.
2: Yeah, Go. anyway, it was and a great... They, they so segregate they, the set. The they sets. segregate the set. Now, I think that's horrible because everybody's on that film to make that film beautiful. Even the littlest one line is important in the movie. Don't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Now, yes. they, don't, they don't segregate you on a set. I,
4: I don't think I've ever been segregated.
2: So you're open. You can go anywhere and talk to whomever you wish.
4: Well, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I've only, I let Jodie Foster come to talk to me. I did chat with Natalie once she realized who my son was. It was her friend. Right. Um, I remember I that Ben Affleck, Sidney Pollack was my husband, and Amelia P was my daughter. And we're sitting around a table, and they're discussing how big their planes are, you know. And I'm trying to, I do all the talking. And I remember thinking, If I hadn't been on a soap opera for 20 years, I couldn't pull this off because I was a bit overpowered by these incredible actors, you know. But they're talking about their planes.
2: (laughs) So all you had to talk about was your beauty.
4: Hold on. I want to go back to that. And that was plenty.
2: You should have said, you know, you guys have airplanes, but you don't have this face. (laughs) <laughs>
1: but, but you got to go back, okay? Besides the Guru, you so
2: guys—you can look. also
1: see Tina Sloan in in uh, Chasing Lanes, which we just talked about. <laughs> celebrity, which is like a great movie. I mean, there's like a cameo of every major famous person, like in the world, is in that movie, and um, and people I know with
2: Pacino. All
4: right, want me to tell you a story about the Woody? Um, celebrity. All the stories
2: you can. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, I was sitting you know you have these little trailers, and um, I was sitting on my step of my little trailer, speaking of segregating you know that right. uh, quietly, and nobody was really talking to me and all of a sudden, John John Kennedy goes skating by, and his my stepson and he had been roommates at Brown and in New York, and were best friends, and I would go over and have dinner with them or parties or whatever, so he comes along and he picks me up and twirls me around on his skates. After that, everybody wanted to talk to me. Absolutely <laughs> everybody. Was it was amazing what it did for my career. I mean, you know, I had all kinds of new friends.
2: I it, it's sad, hilarious. but that's what it's all about.
4: Sure it is. I mean, there's no question about it. I told him that. I said. He said, And he said it as his skating. He was going to the dentist, he said, and he said. As he was skating away, he said, come on over tonight. And everybody's looking at this, you know, 30, right. year old, 30 years older than he was woman and going, Huh?
2: (laughs) Well, I've I've gone to many, many, many Hollywood parties, you know, in big homes with big stars, and I was always treated more or less like the help. Nobody knew who I was, you know, maybe they figured out he whatever. I went to Shelley Winter's eighty fifth birthday party and I took Jane Russell. Right. My God. What a difference. <laughs> we walked in, the paparazzi went crazy taking pictures of Jane Russell. Who are you? I'm Ron.
4: Who are you with and who she's with? Yeah.
2: Wait a minute, listen. I'm Ron Russell. Oh, Jane and her husband are here. <laughs> we have the same last names. <laughs> oh, that's Russell. fabulous. So we were, we were all over, everybody came over, every, and it was every star in the world was there, by the way, that Shelley worked with all the big names, and they all came rushing over, and suddenly I was such an important person, so, you know, yeah, it's true.
1: Okay, hold on, so let's go to, okay, you also have a web series besides Venice, which I want to talk about Venice a little bit in a second, but you also have another one, Beacon Hill, and I know Crystal Chappelle is in that also.
4: Yeah, she's behind. She's behind everything. I know, like a genius. a
1: genius.
2: We we are crazy about how like we're crazy about you. Where do you live?
4: You know, you know when the show was ending. I live well. I just moved out of my whole life. I've lived in New York City, and I moved about three weeks ago to Chevy Chase, Maryland, where my son and my grand two-year-old granddaughter are. What can I say?
2: Oh, so we can't go to lunch. Okay.
4: <laughs> no. I, no, I but I live in Florida. How was that? I live in Florida.
2: Oh, you live in Florida. Well, we we'll, will move it back to Palm Springs in right, a couple of months. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I lived there before. You know, we're in the biz and you should be in the oh, flow.
1: Hang on, hang on. Go back. Okay, so two things. Number one, so just give us a little something about Beacon Hill because I don't really know anything about it. Like, is that something that we can, is it streaming? Where do we see it or do you know anything about that?
4: Um, I don't know if it's, I, I would think if you went to YouTube, you could find it. it we did the whole ser a whole one year series, okay. I mean, one year of it and it's, I played um, Louise Sorrell's partner, and we were both, we owned a little coffee shop. It was kind of fun. You know, she she was sort of crazy, and I was, it was fun. Um, And it was written by two women, and Crystal helped them get it going. But I don't know what happened. It stopped, it didn't do the next year. I think they're hoping to get it on again. Okay, so then right now also you're rehearsing for a play. Tell us a little bit about that. It's called Breathing Under Dirt, and um, it takes place in the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And I'm southern in the 1950s, and I'm really bitter. You know, I'm very bitter.
2: Um, <laughs> good role, bitchy, bitchy, oh, good. Uh,
4: wonderful. role.
2: Bitchy's good.
4: <laughs> I'm bitchy, Ron, you're right. <laughs> that's what,
2: that's what Tippy Hedren said to me. Oh boy, well, it's bitchy, bitchy is good.
4: It's so much more fun.
1: So where is that going to be playing? Like,
4: On the eastern shore of Maryland means Easton, Annapolis, down in that area. At the, um, It's called the lower, if anyone wants tickets, lowershorepact.org. And it's four guiding light people. Grant Alexander, who was Philip Spaulding, the handsomest person on earth. Um, Michael O'Leary, who wrote it who played Rick Bauer, me, and Cynthia Watros, who was in Lost with Jim Dale. Yes. He's got the starring role. She plays my daughter. It's a mother-daughter play, and it's really interesting. Sounds
2: good. I hope you bring it to California.
4: Well, they're talking about it already.
2: You know, Palm Springs has got wonderful theater now. It's starting to happen. (laughs) I'm in the middle of bringing something into Palm Springs that was off-Broadway. It's called um, Happy 50-ish, which was a great, great musical. And uh, we're going to bring it in. It's Perry, about
1: turning fifty. Yeah, like Perry a, Winkler, from, from and a man I, the producer.
2: A, we're bringing Lee Winkler's ex-wife. We're bringing it into uh, Palm Springs.
1: It's about. that's actually though. It's really cool. Like it was off Broadway and it's fabulous. It's It's a, it's, it's, a, fabulous. A, it's about turning fifty. What you happens like when you're a man and you turn fifty and hilarious. And it's just hilarious, funny. you know, about how like you get up sixty times a night to go to the bathroom Not and like any, all these like. But things.
2: everything that everything it's about it. It's truth. It's absolute truth. But the way they do it, it's just brilliant. It's his, it's his 50th birthday party, and he's having a party in the backyard. And he and his friend are discussing it. And there's only two-character play. But it holds your attention. It's great. It got good reviews. Is
4: it one act?
2: Yeah. No, two acts. No, two acts. Two acts. Yeah, two acts. Two acts. It
1: was really good. But
2: uh, really good. We enjoyed it a lot. All right, so let's move to
1: – okay, first of all, I want to well, ask – I
2: wanted to ask her the, the, the usual standard boring question that I hate, but I'm going to ask it because I'm nosy. Um, I hate these, you know. I hate these interview questions that just stink. But at what age and what was your break? How'd you get in?
4: Um, I was old. I was probably twenty-four, and I hadn't done anything. And I was married to a writer. He he died very young, <clears throat> and he wrote a play called The Labor Party about pregnant women, <clears throat> and I had a little role in it. And Eileen um, Ford, you know who she is. And a lot of people don't. But she what's up, what's up? called me the next day and said. Would you like to come over and um, do commercials for us? And I said, sure. And that was the beginning.
2: <laughs> I love the way love you that. did that. Well, because back then, commercials paid like $15 or something.
4: Oh, no, no. I made a fortune in commercials. Okay.
2: What commercials were you in?
4: <clears throat> there wasn't any. There were none that I wasn't in. I mean, I did Clairol, Maybelline, Colgate.
2: Okay, um, there you go. You I
4: did also did Windex and... Um, eyeliners, and, I mean eyelashes, I did mommy things, pampers. They're really stovetop stuffing, willows <laughs> Yeah, I you, you
2: did the majors, so you were national and you got good bucks. I did. But, and, and you're gorgeous now, so you must have been ultra-magnificent then. Because Clairol, I knew Ina Boltok, yeah. very well, who was the Clairol model, and she was breathtaking. Breathtaking. And um, you had to be beautiful to be involved with Clairol.
4: Well, and you had to have someone like Eileen Ford get you in on the audition,
2: you know? And you look like you have great hair, too, so that's important. Really great hair, yes. <laughs> you know who you remind me of a lot? Not in looks, but in something about you, Lauren, Lauren Bacall. There's something about you that's so Lauren Bacall, I can't get my hand on it. but
4: They used our apartment in New York, where I lived on Park Avenue, for right. a commercial for her. She yeah. came to our apartment because the Dakota was too dark for her. And so they brought her to our apartment, which was all mirrors, of course, and you know, right. bright light. And uh, she insisted on having champagne in the icebox. I mean, there were a whole bunch of things she insisted on having. I don't remember what it was for. I, wasn't, I didn't get to stay while she did it, but they used our apartment. I thought it was hilarious.
2: She was very interesting. I sat on her lap at a luncheon because there wasn't a chair for me. <laughs> And she just had a ball with it. Laura uh, Betty would be. She was either way. Either she could kill you or be nice to you. You never knew. She was a, a time bomb. Primadonna, absolutely. Major motion picture star, absolutely. Treat her with all the Hollywood bullshit, absolutely. A lot of people called her Miss McCall You couldn't call her Lauren too much because you know she wasn't comfortable with that. Uh, you what did her, I, I? I loved her. You know, Jimmy knows I loved her because she cursed also. She was a drunk, and when she was drunk, she cursed a lot, and I cursed a lot, and we got along fine. And I was very good friends with Peter Allen, who lived in the building, so I used to get to see her a lot at parties because of Peter. Um, you know who Peter Allen is, everybody. Seriously. Well, I mean, no, the audience—the audience
1: is, is not going to know Peter Allen, but you I guys mean, should. He's Peter, fabulous. P-
2: Peter was was wonderful. Drugs and AIDS were—what? Were, anyway, terrible. Hang on, we wanna, i want to move forward because we've only got a couple Can of I minutes. Can
4: I just tell you what Lauren Bacall's book was? She yes, says, I went. I wanted it all. I went for it all, and my God, I almost got it all.
1: There you right. go. Absolutely. So, okay. So here's a question. she was a Brooklyn down-to-earth broad. Yeah. Because uh, I want to talk about Venice for a second, but first, before we talk about Venice, so I, I like to ask this question. Since you've, you've had an opportunity to work with so many cool people, if you could pick anybody in history, uh, in the history and film of movies, that, to uh, act opposite, whether it's a male or female, who's somebody that you wish or you think would be just like an awesome experience if you could have had that opportunity?
4: Peter O'Toole.
1: There you go. Yeah.
4: I was uh, going to say Genghis Khan. I, I thought you were going to ask me who I wanted to meet. Uh, I would love to have met Genghis Khan. Okay. <laughs> Because he never lost his power, he that's never lost his power, and as you get older, you begin to lose your power. Which to Ron's question earlier, and Genghis Khan managed to keep it his whole life.
2: I gotta love that. That's well, cool. I would, I would definitely want to meet my idol, who I wanted to be since I was a little boy, and that's Cary Grant, Thank and yet, you know, Terry that. Moore, who's dear friends with him. You know, she named her son. Uh, uh, Grant, uh, no, Car- no, what the hell is she name? Her son, Grant. Grant is her son's name. Terry Moore, after Cary Grant. She said that Car- you know Cary was very cheap, extremely cheap. <laughs> but
4: his son, by the way.
2: No, no, no. No,
4: he, <laughs> no believe it or believe it. Be- Great question, though. No Good question. But
2: believe it or not, Cary Grant was gay or bisexual, he and Randolph Scott did have a great love affair, because Mr. Blackwell, my dearest friend in the world, knew Randolph Scott, uh-huh. you know, the, the designer guy, oh. Blackwell was my buddy, I mean, we like best friends forever, so he told me everything. And Randolph Scott, who they call Randy, was lovers with Cary Grant, and Cary Grant fought the rumor. In fact, he told Terry Moore, I don't know why they keep saying I'm gay. And I said to Terry, well, maybe it's because of all the pictures of him in, in the pool <laughs> with Randolph Scott and the nudes in the shower have a lot to do with it. But in those days, you couldn't be gay. I don't think you can any, anymore either. Marlena Dairtrick, you know, the, uh, Agnes Moorhead, the, the list goes on and on of lesbians and homosexuals in theater. And I wanted to bring it out, not to out them and not to discredit them. But to show the world that the people that you loved and admired for so many years were not necessarily your image. They were our image. And that this way people will respect us. Because gay people have always been shown men in a men's room attacking a child, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Or a lesbian, you know, being a hooker. No, we're decent people just like anybody else. So I wanted the image But you can see when you watch Venice series. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you really can. I mean, the women in Venice who are, who are lesbians are, you know, doctors, writers. I mean, they have fabulous careers and they're beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. So we,
1: I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, I would too. Because um, um, we've got four minutes left. So. Oh, no, I want more. No, We've got four minutes left and I want to make sure the Venice fans like, know that. that we're like we plugging have it off. 15 minutes. No, we don't. We end at five of, 10 of 5
2: we well, can, got five can't minutes. We, and, can't we no. run over?
1: No, we can't run over. There's another show coming on after us. Well, can't they wait? <laughs> no. So okay, so first of all, do you have any I love do you have any stories from Venice that you can like some kind of fun yes. story? Share us a fun story that the fans won't know about, maybe that, that they would like enjoy.
4: First, let me just tell you how Crystal I remember when Guiding Light was going off and I said to Crystal, what are we gonna do? We've gotta do something. We can't let our lives end. And I've, a few weeks later she's walking down the hall at, at Guiding Light, and she looked at me, she said you want to come be on the show I'm going to start and I said sure. I mean, she just did what she planned to do. I mean, I sort of felt like a mother to her, you know. I mean, I really do, age-wise and I feel I'm so proud of what she did. She really just didn't stop, you know? And it, it, it it's it's made this incredible show that that won two Emmys. You know, she's really done it. And um everybody just has the most fun and she's it's because she's so easy to, to be our boss. I mean, she is our boss, but you don't feel that. You feel happy as can be. You know, I I was I stayed with her. We, she and I and Hillary Brady Smith. Do you know Hillary? Have you yes. met her? Uh-huh. She's so funny. Met her, she and I were just in Maine together.
1: She used to she, be on As the World Turns, I think.
4: She, she was on every shows.
1: Yeah, because I remember her because my mom, she was like with Tom. The guy, the character's name, I think, was Tom, and right. they were like well, Anyway, my mom used to watch it, so I knew her from that because yeah. I used to see, watch it. We have all the, the time.
2: largest soap opera list of, of guests than anybody.
4: <laughs> Hang on, huh? keep going, so tell the story. Well, <laughs> well we were all just there to, for dinner, you know, this whole weekend. And, you know, Crystal just, she knows she knows how to get stuff out of people. You know, she knows how to, but she does it so calmly. I mean, she's just, she just amazes me. Um, I don't know where, that's not a, a good. Um, that's story. okay. It's
1: good for the fans just to know that she's so wonderful. Cause like, all, I have to say all of you guys, everybody involved with Venice, the series, they're all like, Super generous with the fans that tweet with them, and and they they really. I mean, I, it's really nice to see
0: famous
4: people. Fans. I mean, they come and work there, so you know you get you get Lynn damn Atlanta her damn Atlanta um, thing on uh, on Twitter. Sure. Uh, you get she drove me around. Mary drove me. You know they were, and it's so much fun. You really have an hour or two because you're in LA traffic, right? To and from, so you get to know the fans that way too, the ones that come and help work, work for Crystal. Everybody works for Crystal.
2: It's question, fabulous. question. Anne Miriam shows her breasts at our age. She's a contemporary of ours, okay? <laughs> yeah. She's got fabulous breasts, and she's proud of them, so she doesn't think anything in a movie like the Roman you Stone. Got one minute. The, the, the Roman Stone. Would you, if necessary for a part, show your breasts at our age? <laughs>
4: Probably not, but it's my Catholic upbringing, you know? I mean, I had 18 years of Catholic school.
2: But if it's really important, like the, the Romans... It was
4: something that was so wonderful that it would... I mean, I sure did it when I I had the first breast cancer storyline, and I'm just going back, and it got people to... I mean, you know, I had went online and had a... Breast removal, and I mean, on the show, yeah. had <laughs> and, that. and, and I didn't, I didn't think twice about it because I was helping people, you know, with breast cancer. I mean, it really made a difference, what and do I did that. You're right, I did it.
2: What do you think of Merrim doing it uh, in the? What is it? The Adventures, the, uh, the Roman, what is it, the Piazza, of Mrs. Roman Stone. What the hell is the title? I'm getting too confused. The know. movie. I don't know. She the did it. For, she yet. did it for te- no. She did it on television years back. Oh, I don't. Maybe know. five, ten, seven years ago. The something of. Vivian Lee played it. Oh, geez. Roman Stone, something. Well, I
1: have to get back. We're going to have you anyway, back another time, and then we will actually like, be able to continue this conversation. Oh, no, We, we got to go. You're We're coming
2: time. back. You're, come, you're too good of a guest, and I love you. You're coming back. <laughs> you're <laughs> my buddy. No, I love you. You're so, so sweet. everybody,
1: listen up. If you're in, if you're in Maryland, uh, if Maryland, go see her play. What's the website
4: again for the play? LowerShorePack.org. It's LowerShore and then PAC, all one word, dot org.
2: I'll never follow, remember follow,
4: it. Follow, the, oh, I know. Follow we, Tina Sloan sure,
1: sure. on Twitter, you guys. It's at Tina Sloan. Make sure to watch all the great movies she's been in and especially watch the first four seasons of Venice, the series, because the oh,
4: fifth is going to be coming soon. And yeah. I am hilarious in that first season.
2: I, I know. <laughs> and you, and you are so delicious gorgeous. and interesting and beautiful. You're and so gorgeous. And I'm so proud I'm of
4: you. I'm floating out of this interview, I'll tell you no, that. No, no, no,
2: listen, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. They'll tell you that. I'm very direct. I am so proud of you that you are a contemporary of mine and you look so wonderful. That so I'd be so proud, well, I'd be, I would be so proud to enter a room of a thousand people with you.
4: Am I getting that T-shirt? I want one. We'll get you one. I'll get Thank you one. You. Thank uh, you. We'll get
1: you one and I'm gonna send Seriously? you some audiobook stuff. But in the meantime, yeah. everybody, follow Tina Sloan. We wanna thank you so much yes. for coming on the show. We'll definitely be in touch and,
2: and we'll okay. tweet every day. So yes. okay. anytime you need pleasure, anything, let Gina. us know.
1: Thank you so much, Tina. Uh, Have a great stop. weekend. Bye,
2: dog. Stay Bye. as wonderful as you are forever.
1: Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. She's fantastic. I love
2: her. She's fabulous and she's beautiful and she's charming and she's. Okay, okay, okay.
1: And next week, Shut you guys, up, we no, got two time Emmy winner Katie <laughs> McLean coming on along with Chaz Robinson. It's going to be a great show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, folks. Bye, Bye. everybody. Yo, I'm little Liverpool, MC. You can't trust me. Big
0: up the girls and take the party. Let's get back to Crazy Jimmy. Big up myself for. As I'll be, the one and only, the Turkish MC Always love like the clothes of Jimmy Bitch, punk, yo, what I wanna be Jimmy's star, new celebrity We'll take, take you out To Jimmy's star